and welcome to the latest in our FX podcast series. I'm joined here by Chief Economist Philip Shaw and Senior FX Trader Chris Brand. Uh, my name's Lewis Thorne and I work on the Corporate FX Dealing Team and we're here to give you a bit of an update on everything that's going on with in, in regards to the FX markets and, and what that means for our clients at the moment. Obviously, there's plenty happening at the moment. We're fairly delicately poised from a markets perspective. The, the key things that we're hearing from our clients in terms of their primary concerns are obviously uh, the current coronavirus situation. I think uh, more pressing would be the current situation with regards uh, what's going to happen with the Brexit deal. Will there will will there or will there not be one? Um, and also, obviously, we've got US election, which is due next week, which at the moment, it looks like a fairly done deal uh, that Trump may well lose his seat. But as we've seen over the last five years, these polls can really mean absolutely nothing. Um, so I'm going to hand over to Philip Shaw, who's going to give you a bit of a markets update. And then myself and Chris can talk in a little bit more detail about the currency markets more specifically. Fantastic. Thanks, Lewis. Hi, everybody. Uh, as we've heard, there are a number of big factors to consider in currency markets, looking at things from an economic perspective. We've got the US elections on Tuesday, the inability of Congress to agree on a stimulus bill, rising COVID cases throughout Western Europe, uh, data of varying strength according to which geography you look at as well. And of course, we've got our old friend Brexit or uh, more accurately, the EU-UK trade talks. Uh, commencing with the economy, the US looks pretty strong at the moment, especially on spending on goods and housing. We're not going to get any fiscal stimulus this side of the election, and quite possibly not until the second half of February, depending on the specific results, and I'll come to that in a sec. Looking at the Eurozone, activity there is becoming more hesitant. And in particular, we'd note that the PMI, the flash October reading, this is the key survey, um, the composite survey in the Eurozone fell below 50 in October for the first time since April. And there's a chance that after what's likely to be a strong rebound in activity in the third quarter, we actually witness declines in the fourth quarter in some countries. And that's particularly the case after the so-called lockdown lights that we've had recently announced in Germany and France, plus curfews and other restrictions in different countries. In Britain, the situation seems to be somewhere in between, but the UK seems to be a month or so behind what's going on in the Eurozone. And in the UK, there does seem to be the risk of a lockdown in November. And primarily, I think the aim would be to prevent a forced lockdown over the Christmas period, which would be politically explosive and it has to be said, not very good for the economy either. Turning to the US election, the key thing to remember is that we've got the presidential elections, but also congressional elections as well. The whole of the House of Representatives is re-elected and 35 out of the 100 Senate seats. On the presidential election, Biden seems to be eight points ahead nationally, 4% in the battleground seats, and he looks very likely to win. The House looks as if it's going to stay in democratic hands and therefore the key is the senate and the democrats here need an, a net net four seat uh, gain um for a clean sweep um actually technically it's three if biden wins because then um the vice president has the casting vote in the upper chamber and on balance we're of the view that that's going to happen if it does it's likely to result in a large stimulus bill Tax will happen, but 
further on down the line, not for the time being. But it's going to be very unlikely that any stimulus cash will be hitting the economy until the second half of February in that case. And that's because the new Senate doesn't convene until the 3rd of January and the new president is not inaugurated until the 20th of Jan. So what you have is some sort of hiatus, a delay in active policymaking for, you know, perhaps around two months or so. Now, whether that scenario is good or bad for the US dollar, opinions vary. We actually debate this very actively on our own desk here. Possibly a clear outturn is good for the US dollar on stimulus prospects. But, you know, I have to admit that's that's not clear. And I think the last point on that would be a reminder of what happened in 2016 on election night in November when it was clear that Trump was going to win. Um, the dollar fell by about three cents against the euro and then a few hours later rebounded sharply um, and ended up um, stronger than it had been um, previous to the, the election day. So markets can um, often change their views very quickly and, and that turnaround happened in equity markets as well as currencies. On the trade talks, you know, we might get light at the end of the tunnel over the next week or two, um, which um, we our baseline remains that there will be a deal. We consider it unlikely that the trade talks will fall apart on something um, like fishing, politically important though it is, um, which and if that's the case, then we would see some upward pressure on sterling with cable more firmly going towards the mid 130s. We don't think that a deal will be struck until the last minute, which may well mean that's mid-November. But don't forget that we should get, you know, signs of white smoke coming up and it may be clear sooner that there is some sort of agreed landing zone. So watch out for um, perhaps a rise in sterling before a deal is formally agreed. So in, in summary, there are a lot of competing and uncertain factors, um, uncertain factors hitting major currencies over the next two to three weeks. And obviously that the next big one is going to be the election. Um, on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Phil, have you got any idea in terms of the timeframes around the results uh, from the election? Because I know obviously we're extending our, our our dealing hours, but it's just not quite clear like it is for the UK election when we can expect to understand exactly what the outcome is. That's a very good question. Typically, we look at the main battleground states and we have a fair idea when they're going to report um, the, the the real anoraks on elections know which precincts to look at as well. And that gives us a fairly good roadmap in terms of the timing, uh, particularly in places such as Pennsylvania, Bain, sorry, Pennsylvania, sorry, Florida and Michigan. This time it's much more complicated because of the, the sheer numbers voting early, either in person or by post. And the complicating factor is different states. Um, have different rules about when those early votes are counted. Some are counted straight away. Some aren't counted until the other votes are counted. So it's a much more complex picture. And, you know, I'd have to say that um, we, no one really knows when we're going to get a clear indication. Now, if, if, if Biden wins by more than the polls are saying, it might be fairly clear from early states that there is going to be quite a big blue wave and you'd get the instant market reaction. But I suspect there's a real danger that markets remain in the dark for, for some time longer here. I'll just jump in there and say one of the things we're looking at is obviously the key states like Florida and Pennsylvania 
Um, there are some interesting quirks where there are a few states that have predicted the results or aligned with the winner quite well, which is um, one's Valencia County, New Mexico, and um, they've picked the winner since 1952. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. Um, the other thing we're actually going to keep an eye on is Fox News, believe it or not. Um, Fox News has been quite good at calling the results. And if you think about how Fox News is very much aligned with Trump, I think if Fox News calls a Biden victory, I think then you can kind of assume that it's, a, uh, it's, it's, it's nailed on at that point. So Fox News is one thing we're looking at. Um, bear in mind, I think the last time the result came out about 7.30 a.m. UK time. So keep that in mind when you're looking at the time and the results. You, what sort of market reaction are you expecting, Chris? So I'd say the market's fairly aligned on this one, what the expectations are with a, uh, a Biden um, blue wave uh, victory. And most people are looking for like being dollar negative um, due to things like higher taxes coming forward and maybe possibly some um, so bounce in some emerging market currencies. The only caveat I would say to that is it's kind of getting priced in a little bit that Biden is going to win. There's like quite wide market expectations for this. And so I feel we might get a knee-jerk reaction as we see some of the key states coming in like Florida. Um, but you might get a kind of buy the rumour, sell the facts kind of trading scenario where we see the first move might not be the overall correct one. Um, the other thing we're looking at, basically, if Trump wins, then um, we're looking at it's going to be dollar positive. Uh, so in terms of target rates, instead of a cable, um, I guess we see Biden and a clean, a clean sweep. Then we're looking at towards the 132 in cable. Um, Trump sweep, maybe looking down test side 126. 50 kind of support area um but yeah it remains to be seen so we'll find out in a few days time and what are you thinking on this the brexit situation obviously they're talking about a deal by mid-november i guess my concern obviously obviously our view at the moment is it looks like there will be a deal but if we've learned anything from the last four years is that it's never done until it's done and i do wonder if we're going to get another some more headlines coming out saying the talks have fallen apart. It's, you know, it really does go down to the wire. Do you think there's a, that, that's a possibility that we could end up seeing, you know, cable back down towards the mid 120s again in the event of some negative comments? Or do you think it looks like it's fairly straightforward from here in? Um, I think there will be some negative comments along the way. However, I don't think it would be enough to reach those kind of levels. I think the mood music has certainly changed. The positive stories we've heard this week um, suggest that it's getting closer. The same issues still are there in terms of fisheries and state aid. So there is still a way to go. Um, I would notice actually that the kind of positive headlines we're seeing, you see a knee-jerk reaction in the market where it jumps like 60 pips, 70 pips on the headline, and then it reverses back off. So we're not really getting the, um, the um, follow-through on some of the moves on headlines, which is um, quite interesting at the moment. Um, but no, I think ultimately a deal gets done. I think what you've got to be careful of is once a deal has been done, you'll see a knee reaction one way. And then over time, we're going to start analysing what kind of deal is it? Is it a good deal? Is it a bad deal? I think that's when you might see some weakness um, come into the pound when we start looking at the nuts and bolts of it. Do you think a, a deal is now slightly getting priced in i probably would have expected sterling dollar to be a little bit higher given all the positive sort of headlines we're hearing um 
or, or do you think there's still a chance that no deal is, is a possibility and the market's just not quite pricing that in? I mean, there's always a chance, right? I mean, this is the risk when you take things to the to, to the wire, that there's always a chance. Um, but I would argue maybe we've got other things going on in the market at the moment, such as the US elections, which is going to dominate. So you're going to see a lot more kind of dollar moves rather than sterling moves. Once the election's out of the way, uh, Brexit will come back into the um, maybe the main driver of the uh, sterling dollar rate. And we've spoken about potential levels uh, on sterling dollar. What do you think uh, for sterling euro? Obviously, if we get a Brexit deal, that's probably should be potentially sterling and euro positive. Do you think any moves that we might see in sterling dollar aren't quite as exaggerated in, in sterling euro? Well, I think obviously the sterling, on that aspect, the sterling will be the main driver and you will see some movement either way, whether it's a deal or no deal. But mm. we've kind of been quite range bound um, for a while now. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe that range continues because as you say there'll be pros and cons for both sides no, that's great guys thank you very much um does anyone else have anything else they wanted to cover off at all today before we wrap things up i, I think that's just about it i, I must admit I, I was absolutely shocked when chris said listen to fox news for a, for a good <laughs> year so, so I'd, I'd never think he'd, he'd say that but uh yeah i'll i'll, I'll take the tip <laughs> Well, it feels like we're now just in a bit of a holding pattern to wait for the the US election and then we're going to be fully focused on, on what's going to be going on with Brexit. So it's going to be an interesting few weeks ahead. Um, look, I'll wrap that up there. So thank you very much uh, for your time today, gents. Um, obviously, if anybody's got any questions or anything that's been covered at, off, covered at all, please don't hesitate to get in touch and we'll uh, see you for the next podcast. Thank you. Goodbye.